Welcome to the Inner Glow Podcast. My name is Stefanka and I am a clinical hypnotherapist, coach, healer and women's mentor. Each episode is designed to help you feel empowered, confident, radiant and to help you create the life of your dreams. I help women to overcome their fears, insecurities and anxieties so that they no longer feel like their life is on hold. I believe that it's time for you to step back into your power. I combine hypnotherapy, coaching, mindset work with the energetics, which I believe is the perfect blend for a modern day woman who desires to glow from within. Are you ready to shift your life to the next level? If yes, then you are in the right place. Let's get into it. Hello, beautiful souls, and welcome back to the Inner Glow podcast. It is Stepanka here, your host, and today I have got someone very special with me, someone who I appreciate very much, someone whose work has impacted me in many ways, and it feels very special to be bringing her onto the podcast. This wonderful woman has so much to share with the world. So without further ado, let me introduce the one and only Akal Pritam. Akal is a mystic, a naturalist, devoted to embodiment of infinite divine love through inner beauty, unity, exquisiteness and harmony. She's also an incredible artist and creator of unique oracle cards books and journals that offer inspiration and guidance for inner healing, joyful living, surrender to the divine and activating your highest potential. Akal resides at Indigo House in the magical Northern Rivers region of Australia. Hello Akal and welcome. Hello, so lovely to be here. Thank you for inviting me. Thank you so much for coming onto the podcast. I just really want to share and express my gratitude because I know there is a huge time difference between us and it's the evening for you. So I really appreciate your flexibility. You're welcome. We seem to have been able to meet in the middle somehow. So it's good, isn't it? It's quite amazing. Um, from very different parts of the world. Yeah. Yeah. But then I've, just, I've just actually been reading about Glastonbury as well over in England and the heart chakra and mm-hmm. You know, connecting with that understanding of that area. So we're not that far away. We're we're all connected through the ley lines or the song lines. Absolutely. Oh my goodness. And this is one of my favorite places in England. And I don't live that far away from Glastonbury. I live in southwest England. And it's like a place where I experienced my um first past life remembering. It's just such a potent area. I've never been, but it seems from all I've read to be very. I need to go lots of places, but I, I tend to hang around the um the Pacific and the islands, and you know, Australia, like I really am drawn to that area. Never been to England. I think I've lived in England a lot in the past. I think I've probably done England. <laughs> so <laughs> I get the feeling. So um yeah, I'm enjoying this part of the world very much still. Mm, that is beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. So. I absolutely love your work. I um, first came across your self-love book, which was recommended by a friend. And what really stood out to me was that you spoke about the age of Aquarian. And I remember my friend mentioning, oh, I ordered this self-love book and I didn't pay too much attention to it. Uh, But my friend runs this really cute, beautiful spiritual shop it's it's my local shop so I always try going there before ordering from anywhere else and I want to get all my goodies from her and she doesn't normally get books she sells oracle decks crystals um clothes jewelry and she said I just saw this and there is something about this book I want to order a few of them I feel you'll be interested Stefanka so I said all right I'll wait to see it (laughs) And then I came to her shop and she read one of the pages to me about the age of Aquarius. And I was like, I need this book. It definitely has almost like a new age or the age of light vibe to me. And this is perhaps where I would like to start. I would love to hear your thoughts on that, on the age of Aquarian and um, 
whether this was perhaps the invention behind the book. I don't know. I just want to hear. It was actually, I I had named the book The Age of Aquarius and the publisher changed it to self-love. And uh, that was that happened in sort of midstream. So I sort of wrote it more with that tone and I, I pulled it back a bit because I went, okay, I really need to, I really wanted to share the message of change, but I also felt that perhaps that's the next book, perhaps what I was initially saying was a little bit too um, much of a stretch for people. And so, yeah, we, I sort of pulled it back a little bit and sort of orientated more. Well, let's start, let's start with just accepting that we're light beings, you know, let's get to that bit and then we'll look at where we are um, on the compass of our destiny. But, yeah, so it was, it, you know, um, very much... You know, I'm, I'm sort of now looking towards the age of Capricorn and the age of Sagittarius, which, you know, that's like a 6,000-year stretch, but that's nothing to me. I'm like, yeah, and and then, and then, and then. But, yeah, this this bit that we're in now is huge. Like, we won't, we won't, we're still in the hangover of, of what we've been living and very, very much so at the moment. In fact, um, it seems like what I'm talking about in the book might be these changes that we've experienced, but I see this as um, still the hangover of the past. And we've got the, the future it needs to be undefined in our minds and it's not yet. Like we're still forecasting from the past and it's like, no, we have to stop that. We have to get out of our minds and into our hearts and, um, getting to the frequency of our heart, not the dimension of frequency, like the, the actual expanded frequency of that space um, that our hearts have. So, yeah, it's a, we're in a tricky place at the moment because we're still chasing our tails. But, um, we'll stop that soon, <laughs> one day, when all this is. There's a lot. There's a lot of players at the moment, but there's a lot of awakening as well. So I feel like we'll get through this stage. But there is some amazing things coming, and you know we're just starting to hit the astrology where the North Node and the South Node are really giving us that um, opportunity for individuation. That's really starting to be sort of stirred and impulsed in us. So that moving. The, the nodes now into Taurus and Scorpio is really creating this very grounded embodiment of light. So it's sort of like there's, a, there's sort of these sort of whispering vibrations that are, are above and, and are sort of beyond the limitations of the society and cultures that we're living in and they're, they're getting through. They're shaking us in these ways we couldn't imagine, you know, and opening our hearts, like we're just opening our hearts like crazy, you know, despite what the media says, like I just know we are. People's hearts are opening so much, you know, so much, and um, it's infectious, <laughs> which is a really good thing. Yeah, very infectious. Hi, my so, yeah, it was the age of Aquarius, <laughs> but it's, it, it, it still is. But yeah, we are we are in unprecedented times. This is, the past is completely obsolete, and um, we'll we'll sort of feel that way through soon. We'll we'll be getting out of our heads. The other the other really cool thing that happened um, in 2020 was the activation of the solar plexus on the planet here at Uluru um, mm-hmm. in Australia, and that is sort of like the cosmic sort of mother umbilical cord, which is basically, again, sort of coming through our navel point and connecting us to this true self aspect, you know. So this this umbilica is a light energy, so that can't be cut by anyone unless you give them permission to do that. So that, that sort of is being stirred in us as well, which is really super important for self-empowerment and um, embodiment of spirit so um, that's that's happened and that's set across the globe some really amazing um, vibrations um, it's pretty cool it's pretty cool what's going on it'll be fine <laughs> absolutely and to me so it's like this is all about that reclamation of personal power and no longer giving it away to external sources mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or the mind as well um, you know, the solar plexus will really be our intelligent, I believe, the intelligent centre that will guide us in the future. So it's really going to be that gut feeling with the heart sort of, you know, definitely anchored in the heart, but it's really um, the overthinking and the analytical and the logical and the linear 
and the limit limiting and the recorded mind is going to be something that we will learn to um, smooth and master and and ignore in some ways and just let dissolve a little bit because that pretty much is containing sort of an old record really that we're living by still and we can't see that because we're so used to those patterns so it's a process <laughs> mm. thank you for sharing that and going back to your book self-love because i feel it's such such a unique book because it's not only beautifully written it has got all these gorgeous spiritual concepts within it but it comes along with practical tangible steps people can actually take and on top of it it's accompanied by the most beautiful artwork i was blown away when i saw your book i love books honestly i read a lot and i i feel that something i missed in some books that are just about written words which is still amazing but yours is literally like a piece of art <laughs> and yeah. i would love to know what was your inspiration behind the book i would love to know a little more about your story is artwork spirituality and writing something which has always been part of your life or did you have like a moment of awakening when you reconnected to those things i'm just really curious <laughs> it's sort of like <laughs> i started i started that way as a child like i was always called upon to write the birthday cards or the cards or someone was sick or just you know a celebration i would create artwork and words very very naturally and then i had all of that educated out of me really well and i went in, and my family wasn't um they didn't see themselves as spiritual so my spiritual sort of um evolution scared um them a lot <laughs> but you know that that's okay um you know even me doing yoga was just almost like illegal to them like it was just like really um they found it very difficult so i I sort of I denied it for a long time but it just kept surfacing. I worked I I I trained as a graphic designer so I I became an art director and I worked um you know in advertising agencies for over a decade and I was flat out like I just was absolutely you know that was one of those jobs that you live you know and um you know I go away on photography shoots a lot and so I'd be away and then if I was home there would be things sort of through the night you know we'd work late or we'd start early so I didn't really have much time beyond sort of being in my garden and you know the a love of outdoors to really explore free art like I was very um restricted but just I kept on um being drawn to to children's books actually and to I really wanted to create children's books and when I did my degree I sort of did, did a year in industry with a publishing house and that's sort of always a flame that always burned in me but I had sort of gone on this path so yeah I diverted but when I had a family I knew I had to I had a, um when i became pregnant with my first daughter i knew i couldn't work in advertising because i wasn't ever going to be around and i just knew i needed to change careers and so then i went ha ah, so this is my opportunity to go back into children's books and then um sort of it took me a while to get into that but it gave me the the sort of door opening to sort of exploring more art and sort of really trying to express that but it was always quite I don't know it was it was always back to front it was always driven by sales or driven by potential publishing or whatever and then it wasn't until I had my second child and my marriage was breaking down and sort of this my heart was cracking open which wasn't a bad thing but it was just this cracking open for my daughters and then just this outpouring of despair kind of also opened this whole sort of sort of um cauldron of all these ideas that I've been sort of having I mean I've read hundreds and hundreds of books to my daughters and I've had lots of ideas but I'd never actually you know basically <laughs> been sort of you know given the rocket fuel to actually manifest it and so with the breakup of my marriage and needing to support my daughters I was like really motivated to actually just let it happen and not be so afraid like i sort of put all my self judgments away and then so there was a big outpouring and i got back with the publisher that i'd worked with and 
it so happened that he was actually looking for a particular style of work and so boom it went really well and um the stuff that I did was internationally published and it went off really well and it was it was great but there was still something that I wasn't saying right and so um on goes the journey and then I sort of he saw the publishing house and that all sort of um, dissipated so what was going to be something that was going to support my family like he just sort of you know he was he just made a decision to sell it and so the whole company changed and so this whole line of work that I had that I thought I was going to be destined to do collapsed completely and so um, by this time I'd met my current partner and we just decided to just go for doing metal work decorative metal work right so nothing to do with anything but just pure expression like he was very much an alchemist and working with um, heat and steel and his body and just we just created all these things we ended up doing some really we did that for a couple of years and then <laughs> I just had this other yearning that just kept coming up and I really wanted sort of we were sort of renting a factory and it was all sort of rather big and I didn't want to do this and I and I said what if we sell this house and we actually buy you know like a shop and a dwelling and we can sort of like put our creative pour our creative stuff into it right and so we went on a hunt to find this place and we found I was saying to him we were driving down this road this is all synchronicity we're driving down this road and he didn't know the area as well as I and I said you should turn right here and he missed it and I said oh we'll just go down the next street that'll be okay and I literally was saying to him listen we just really want a shop and a dwelling an empty backyard and he said that's what that sign just said on the corner so we ended up buying this store on the corner, right, that was in this little village in Melbourne. And we, um, but in the three months of between selling our place and settling on moving into this place, which was needing enormous amounts of work, we let go of the metal business and we started to dream, like, what would we do with this shop if we were really going to be honest and do whatever we wanted to do? And so that was another cracking open of, like, honesty and all these ideas started coming to me. So um, we just decided to just do whatever we wanted to do. And he had always wanted to have a coffee shop. So we said, well, let's make it a cafe. And then by the time we actually got it up and running, it became this cafe and this wellbeing centre. And then it turned out that where it was built was at the edge of what was a very ancient watering hole that the Indigenous used to be at. And so we were sort of sitting on this portal of like, I don't know, we had some really weird experiences. We met some amazing people and it ended up like we were sort of like this magnet for these amazing sort of destined connections where people would just would just go, who's going to walk in the store next? And like people would walk in and I don't know, it just became this whole journey of, of us going through self-discovery and these people going through self-discovery. And I created a huge range of cards and I'd wrapped up all these soaps and put all messages all over them and we'd made all sorts of gifts with little messages and little things I just like being super super creative much more than I'd been in any other industry and then I started running classes with people about realizing that people didn't understand the chakra system or any of this and at this stage I'd been practicing yoga for a while so I was starting to see how much um, there was to learn and so I was sharing what I what I knew and, and then it's, I had some of my old books in the store and people going, when are you going to do a book? When are you going to do a book? When are you going to do a book? Then people kept walking in going, you know what? You guys should be in Byron Bay. And we're like, really? I've never been there before. So that's that sort of led us to thinking. And a few people kept saying that to us. And so then I just, I just, I knew I had to get out of Melbourne. Melbourne was getting very highly um, developed and there was a whole lot of energy going on there that I just, well, it wasn't working for me at all. So we just decided to sell and move up here. It seems like a <laughs> all sorts of leaps, but inside of me, I had this book that I wanted to self-love that I wanted to create because I'd realized that there were so many people that I could I could share this with, this, this sort of passion that I had for loving yourself and being an individual and you know, we used to have people walk in the store and just burst into tears. I'd go to the card rack and read one card and it would just touch something in them and just crack something open. And we just had the most heart-touching opening experiences with so many diverse different people. And it just really, it got me thinking about a book. So I just kept on writing and writing things and 
I'd done a lot of artwork for the store, for the cars and different things. So I sort of had this big pile of things and then I just thought, look, really, I probably wasn't thinking very logically at all. I just took the leap of faith and just went, you know what, I'm just going to do this thing and um, let's just give, just go on the adventure of seeing what happens. And, yeah, it sort of ended up with the published book, but it was a definite leap of faith. And <laughs> my family has thought that I was crazy the whole time, but that's okay. We're doing very well. <laughs> But yeah, it came out of just so many meetings with different people, just so many beautiful, beautiful souls that were confused by the overculture, confused by their education, by society's beliefs, and knowing that they, you know, there was more to them than what everyone had told them that there was to them, you know, that there was more. They knew that there was more to them. And I guess self-love's answering that in the way that there is a lot more to you have this whole subtle body and this whole um, spirited energy that you're here to embody and so um, I guess that's that sort of yeah I don't know it's a long it's a bit of a long story but that's how self-love came about mm, thank you for sharing that that's an amazing story I, yeah. I had small border chills when you were speaking. <laughs> I love listening to you. So thank you for sharing your journey and all the leaps of faith <laughs> you had so to many. Faith, really. um, Yeah, I think, I, look, I'm very fortunate. I have Aquarius rising. I have a really strong moon place. I have some really amazing astrology. It really, it, 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 it kicks me up the but a lot of the times, like I really get whipped by it too. But um, change is sort of meant to be my nature. So I'm supported in that astrologically. Um, and so the things that I do seem very normal to me, but I think to a lot of people looking on it, it seems quite like, how do you do that? <laughs> Why did you do that? But wow, it worked. <laughs> um, so I guess I'm meant to be a bit of a sort of living example of what as well of how to embody the Aquarian energy and it's okay to change. <laughs> In fact, stability is change. Um, so yeah. Yeah, yeah, your book definitely is about change and my my impression or the vibe I'm also getting from it is that it's also written in a very gentle way. You know, if mm -hmm. I were completely new to some of these concepts, the way you share them is just so loving, so beautiful. So I feel so many people can actually re resonate with the messages of the book. Yeah, I think that's so important. Thank you. It was my intention after sending, um, I'm, a, I'm a bit of a hermit and I will spend many I will spend a lot of time on my own. So being in the being in that store that we owned was actually super intense for me, and mm. um, very like it was it was full on in terms of I met so many people in a short space of time. But my goodness me, people are so good. They're such beautiful, innocent spirits. Every single human that I met was just I don't care what they they thought of themselves or what their story was or what they thought they'd done wrong or who they thought they should have been but my goodness they're just I just felt like my if you could see you like I see you you need to see yourself you're just beautiful you're beautiful and just as you are you're beautiful and so that's what I really want to come out in self-love it's like don't be afraid of yourself don't be allergic of yourself don't reject yourself this is this is you're at that Every time that we just, you know, um, believe those lies that we're not enough, we we just turn the switch off from that opening, you know. And so if we can just pry that open a little bit more, we'll, we'll embody that spirit that we are, um, which is what we're meant to do. It's not about perfection at all. So, yeah, um, tenderness is, is really needed, I think, at this time. Mm -hmm. There's a lot, of very, a lot of vulnerability at the moment. Mm. Yeah. I can I can see that I can see it with clients with women in my social media communities like vulnerability is a it's a big theme and more of us are opening up and are you know, open to receiving all of this as well. Yeah, really, we 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 can do this though. I know that there's so many beautiful people that care, um, so many in so many different ways and and in so many really practical ways you know I'm like where we live now is a 
is a new housing estate. So there's a lot of building going on. It's this very small built estate, but it's it's a new place. And you just see these young guys building houses for people, you know, and they're just showing up and pouring their hearts into building these houses for people to the best of their ability. And they do it with their own style. And, you know, like that rain, shine, sunshine, you know, there's people like the delivery drive, like you see these people all around, these people just doing their very best, you know, they really are. Um, even, yeah, I mean, forget about how people might judge themselves. I just feel like wherever someone is, that if they could just see how wonderful that they are, how much they're contributing, how much, how invaluable they are. Um, it's just amazing. We've just got such an amazing group of souls here on the planet. We can do so much. We really can. Mm. Mm, I'm so grateful you shared that because as much as it's amazing to have beautiful spiritual practices and to meditate and practice yoga at home I find that one of the most incredible spiritual practices is to see other people you know to really be there to slow down enough to see and witness all the amazing souls around us you know and really get out of that business mindset and 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 see those people and they can feel it you know when you see someone people feel it we're, we're very we're very fortunate in this area I mean, it's one of the reasons why we we were really drawn to to move here and it really resonated with us is we have it it's a very um amazing food bowl where we live and a lot of organic food grown here and we mm. have one of the best um if not the best i think farmers markets in australia here and it's literally just a stone's throw from where we live and we went there this morning and, oh, my God, those farmers, they just blow me away. You know, they just work so passionately and so carefully and they care about what they do so much and they turn up once a week and, you know, I have conversations with um, some of them and, you know, there's a guy also that we buy our water from. He collects, he's got a spring on his property and so he, he collects this and he won't sell it. A lot of these a lot of springs up here this is a northern this is a river area but it's all old volcanic area as well and there's a lot of springs here and, and some of the corporations have bought a lot of land up here and they're you know they actually um, own <laughs> the water but he refuses to sell to anyone like this and or bottle it in plastic he actually just says this water is sacred and this is for the people that live here to to connect with the land and listen to the land and receive the the stories of the land through the water and so it'll only be sold to locals and I'm not selling up to anyone and so you know he works so hard and he talks about you know these farmers that turn up to these farmers markets they 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 put on their best and they turn up with the most glorious stuff but you know behind the scenes back at the farm during the week they're working so hard to make things work and to keep organic standards alive and to you know it's so expensive to be organically certified now that they make you jump through so many hoops and um you know they just this the care that goes in the land care that they do you just and you know it's there and you can feel it and our community market just swells and it never stopped like it was never locked down the whole time in COVID never mm -hmm. shut down never locked down never closed it went the whole way through all the lockdowns in Australia everything just kept going every week because the community here is so strong and it just basically just goes, no, this is here, this is real, this is now, this is essential, this is an essential service. And so we've had the benefit of travelling with these people through what would be, I guess, extreme isolation for people in cities that don't get the opportunity to go to these places when they're actually locked down and, you know, closed off by police and, you know. Um, we just kept it going and, and you know, driving into town here, there's a really big sign that just says love, you know, in one of these, um, it's sort of like a, 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 a small farm that sells as well and they've just got love surrounded by all this beautiful food that they're growing and that's sort of just kind of like, and there's rainbows here because we're like, this is a real healing heart energy and so wherever we are that we have, you know, any aspect of this going and is alive. It's our duty as humans to keep that alive. So if it's your local cafe that you're allowed to go to or the park or the family members, you know, like wherever we can do that touch. 
because we touch with our eyes and we touch with our nose and we touch with our breath and we touch with our ears like we're touching everything all the time with our energy and so we can take so much love with us wherever we go and change things so much we're so powerful that way um and so wherever we're doing that we're joining the dots all around the planet like little it's all joined up all the ley lines it's all joined up and it's strong it's a strong it's a strong field it's stronger than the fourth frequency of you know the media and all the entities that exist in the fourth frequency which relate to the mind you know it's 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 way stronger than that it's way stronger than that wow i i'm so grateful this came through for this episode because that's such an important message and i and i feel even though like logically I feel like I've known this. It's always so good to hear it. It's almost like a reminder that, you know, mm. the love and all of us are stronger than the fear entities and energies. And, you know, we are all interconnected, like you said. So you know, so. unity and, and, um, and we are connected through the ley lines, like you said as well. And I really feel that. Like I, I had the download when I was quite young, when I was still a teenager, and I, and I was really battling this internal sense of separation, and I couldn't make sense out of it. And then one one evening, I just remember I was sat on a balcony in, in my sister's flat, and I was just looking at the sky, and it was beautiful. It had all these shades of orange and pink and the message was just clear like you know we are so connected like the entire world is connected and I was about to travel and leave my home and I felt you know a little worried about it and the universe literally just spoke to me and said look regardless of where you are like you are connected to all these places already so if you're traveling into a different country like that will be your home and Saying it out loud maybe doesn't sound like such a big deal, but the knowing was there. Mm. And I just calmed down in that moment. I'm just like, mm. I'm supported. I'm already connected to this country. I'm already at home there. And and yeah, and I, I really feel the ley lines a lot. And I feel that's the reason why I was drawn to England, because mm. I have such a strong sense of remembering here. And mm. um, I'm originally from the Czech Republic, so from Central Europe. And and here it just resonates with me in a different way. I can't describe it. <laughs> have, you ever, have you read any of the work of Robert Kuhn? Have you ever looked at him? You should look at him. Okay, he's an amazing author and he's written a lot about the earth chakras and it's in the back self-love, it's referenced Robert Kuhn, that he's got a lot of books. He's got one on Glastonbury on the heart chakra. He, he, talks, he talks about a lot of things which are very taboo to talk about in that he goes right through sort of spiritual immortality and talks about the destiny of of us beyond the fear and not a lot of not a lot of that manages to get through but his work does it sort of seems to be sort of really holding space for that and there's a lot of really inspiring um, invocations and poetry and and sort of ahas in his work it's quite magnificent really um, so yeah he's worth looking at for any of that um just sort of to expand your perspective on connectivity I suppose and real sort of deep um sort of his work will resonate with this inner trust that you know that everything's going to work out better than you can perceive at this at this time mm. um that it really we are heading towards a really um a golden age and yeah he's one of the authors that um really sort of hold space for the for the unusually and not rarely spoken of but I think very very earthy and very grounded um, he's very connected to the astrology and the ley lines and yeah what he has to say about Glastonbury is really quite fascinating so yeah he's got um, Avalon and all sorts of things in there oh I need to look into yeah, that so you look into that I think living where you are you'll probably find that quite exciting yeah yeah. And he references way back, sort of both in both mm -hmm. directions, future and past, and sort of weaves it all together. 
Mm. He's, he's, he ties it all to the astrology, so he's quite that's quite special. He's I found him very inspiring. There's not a lot of there's not a lot written um, that sort of um, I know like I know I have this knowing of these things, but I'm not I sort of don't see very much of it. Affirm. Then this voice inside of me says yes, but it's because you're meant to be writing about. It. I'm going. I don't really want to do that. It's a bit weird. <laughs> I'm like, why do I care? I don't really, but yeah. Um, yeah, but, but I just, I think what, what I'm becoming aware of is that if we don't start telling ourselves some new stories, um, we're going to find it's just going to lead to this really deep dead end. And I agree with Joseph Campbell. I think we really need to start um, creating some new myths. Mm. I think the myths that we're living by are very, um, very old, very out of date, very fearful, very, very comparative, competitive, um, yeah. belittling our energy. Like it's, you know, we've really been believing some pretty ridiculous stories for a really long time. And I think, you know, if we can actually say, let's just leave them with Disney and let's just move on now to some, um, some new stories and let's write them ourselves, you know, the things that we've never imagined. Um, or at least just write our dreams out that we don't believe will happen. Like at least just turn them into stories, you know, at least just express them, tell them to each other, tell each other the delicious sort of wild and lovely secret stories that we have about what it would be like if Earth was the way you wanted it to be, you know. Um, just let's speak it, let's share it, let's make those stories the things we sit around and tell, you know, tell some new stories. I'm sure we've all got new ideas. Um, in there somewhere so, yeah absolutely I I love storytelling I think mm. it's just such a potent tool that we can spread love and messages and learn wisdom from one another so I I agree with you and creating and writing new stories has never been mm. more important yeah let's do it this is a chance this is our time to do it and you know at the beginning of this eon let's just let's do that let's just write some new stories that's what i'm i'm looking at doing and i'm thinking yeah there was a there's a fairy book that i was working on that didn't get um published there was sort of like another publisher i was working with and she really wanted this book to happen um and it was called phelan wood and i developed this whole it's like a pop-up book for kids but it was sort of this whole sort of realm and then a friend years ago I was showing it to her she said this is this is a map of Avalon I'm going is it okay that's her perception and then um you know Findhorn over you know Findhorn in is it Scotland the is that where it is the um well I drew this gate that was an entrance into like you sort of opened it so it's a pop-up thing and it was this sort of art nouveau gate and then I saw a photograph of a gate in Finholm years later I'm going my god that's the gate <laughs> it's the exact gate that I drew and so there's something in that that I need to I really need to connect to sort of the the, the elementals more and there's a story to tell in all of that stuff I just feel like there's there's sort of more more in that too so yeah that's something I'm contemplating but I haven't quite got there yet I'm I'm, I'm listening <laughs> at the moment there's lots of amazing spirit around here and mm -hmm. lots of big old trees and lots of fairy glades and all sorts of things and we're building a real fairy garden so I'll, I'll just wait and see what inspiration comes through from that but yeah there's some there's oh. some stuff coming for humanity to get excited about I think we should all start telling some more stories and doing some more picture story. I'm going to do picture. I will keep on doing picture books. I can't help myself. I love doing this. I love doing pictures because what I love about it is that there it's it's sort of that feminine aspect that's the unspoken. Like there's so much more opportunity for interpretation through the images and and for someone to really personalize it through what they're getting out of the pictures. And I guess that's what I think is really important. Um, for me to to have as a tool yeah. and it's fun too <laughs> <laughs> that is so true and and i think your oracle decks are so unique not only because of your unique artwork but they are just so beautiful especially like the smaller ones they yeah, can like be the really fun ones. to work with um yeah. so i would love to hear a little more about that are you currently working on anything new mm -hmm. um are you focusing on any projects or you are maybe somewhere in between and maybe some 
ideas are already coming through like you shared and maybe it's not ready to be brought to the light yet or <laughs> what are I you have a, I generally have about 10 things I'm working on at once <laughs> at least a minimum I have like two massive big notebooks I've just finished um, a set of cards called the unfurling goddess which is very poetic and it's uh, basically featuring portraits of women with flowers and mm. the whole sort of premise of that is surrender so it's it's sort of taking it from let go but they're more of an art decorative sort of art packs that'll be bigger and um, there's a lot of detail in the paintings and then I've written <laughs> hasn't gotten through the publisher yet but what I have written is um, a lot of sort of poetic let us dot 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 and it's really sort of um, sort of wild it's sort of trying to open up this wildness and um, embracing the unknown so really as I sort of talk about in the deck I see the feminine as completely dark, watery, silent, undefined, unknown. And pretty much everything that we experience, particularly women and very decorated, what we call feminine, which is very ornate and very decorative, the more ornate and decorative, the more we tend to tag as a female expression, to me is actually very masculine. And that's starting to come up, you know, we're really living in the andro androgynous, um, you know, Robert Kuhn will reference it as the, as the age of Aquarius as for the in, um, and androgynous immortal, but it's, um, you know, starting to be accepted as a creature. And you can see that starting to rise where the sort of masculine dandy or the sort of in-between person or the blurry person that's very colourful is starting to sort of become prevalent or starting to be seen in our culture and really sort of um, the undefined, the male looking feminine as we call it or the feminine looking masculine as we call it, but actually just a blurring of, of, of male, female ideas. And I think that's really manifesting what's going on inside of us where we're actually becoming more open to this whole aspect of ourselves that isn't quite defined, that isn't isn't the form yet is not form um, created or manifest and it's 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 bringing that part of ourselves into an acceptance and being okay with not knowing you know actually not knowing the answers to everything not knowing what we're going to do next sort of having more time to contemplate and more time to, to just wonder instead of feeling like we have to know what we're doing and when we're doing it and how we're doing it and how much we'll get and how much we'll give and letting go of all of those things. So the cards that I've created are really um, talking to women mainly, saying just be okay with not feeling you need to define yourself but be more in the dreamy, imagining, open, it's, you know, the unfurling. So it's like, you know, the where the, the essence and the nectar and the fragrance of who you are is, is so subtle and so delicate that you don't destroy it before you actually get to, oh, that's it, you know, like you let that come up through you and you don't annihilate that with sharpness or um, an outline or a containment. You actually let it be subtle and so practicing that. Um, there's still so much um, emphasis I think on definition for females and for femininity and I think um, there's there's a lot of attachment to sort of like defined images defined archetypes and I actually think it's 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 more mysterious than that I think it should be more mysterious than that I think it's way more juicy than that yeah yeah definitely cannot be fitted into a box really <laughs> yeah how could you <laughs> no. define anything like that like they're gonna yeah. be a unified definition no and so just yeah that so that that whole series is sort of just about a celebration of the unfurling rather than the known rather than the, the the done and complete I prefer to live and practice living with the omega point so um you know before completion and after completion seamlessly existing you know, in, the, in the in all the one moment and try and live as much in the, in the present moment as possible, which is interesting in this world, which is so mentally futuristic and um, needs to be in a lot of in a lot of practical ways. But you know, that's when trust comes in, I guess, when we let go of all of that, at least 
at least a little bit at a time. <laughs> yeah, so I'm doing that and doing another, I'm doing a whole series, hopefully 20, um, I'm sure the publisher will agree, <laughs> about 20 um, small little um, card, a card set with, with 20, um, so it's like a whole kaleidoscope, a whole story of different things. Um, and they're, they're kind of, I really like the idea of that, but yeah, that's still very um, much in that presentation stage with the with the publisher so I'll, that's a bit secret but that's that's exciting and then there's a book um, there's actually two books that I want to do um, one is the the idea for that is the daughters of Venus um, just because I get this sense of Venus actually before she before she had her, her orbit which is a flower now she had an elliptical orbit around the earth and the brimstone and fire that she used to bring when she came very close and then she'd go away for a really long time like thousands so you wouldn't she'd disappear out of the the minds and the psyche but there'd be sort of this memory of this fearsome redhead planet that would sort of come very close and um you know a lot of the sort of architect um the agriculture came from her i believe sort of the meteors and the things that were sort of coming off her as she came close to the planet and then she'd disappear you know, and then she'd come closer and disappear. And I get this sense that also in that time when she was coming close, that she was sowing ideas um, to earth. She was sowing dreams and ideas and wildness that hasn't been realised yet. And I see that as now it's like we're finding crystals that we've never found before that are coming to the surface of the planet, I feel like there's crystals coming up that have got these amazing wild ideas that Venus gave us a really long time ago and that they need to be unlocked and explored. So that's one idea. Um, <laughs> but yeah, there's a few other ones. This sounds amazing. You are such a creative person. And, you know, I, I feel that the work, the artwork, the words you channel and, you know, receive it's it's such a gift for all of us like we you know it's contributing to the healing of the planet and by you know people seeing your work i they can definitely feel the frequency of that it's so beautiful thank you i, I just feel very fortunate that that i i get the privilege of being able to sort of sense these things um, and i feel grateful that um that my partner supports me and my daughters support me and um, you know, some friends support me to not shut down, to not sort of reject um, aspects of myself because I guess there's, an, you know, what will you do next? You know, there's an interest, there's at least an interest in now um, that I have somewhat of an audience of the work. It's, it's encouraging. It's like, oh, well, it is relevant to sort of keep, keep sort, of, um, sort of bringing these things to light that it's actually of some benefit, um, even if some of them are a little sort of... Um, undefined it's it's nice to have that offering of being able to sort of like just you know it's like good chocolate it melts in your mouth and <laughs> <laughs> hopefully leaves you with a bit of a good feeling and yeah some nice energy <laughs> absolutely and it can be felt and um I was wondering when you talk about all these creative ideas and the projects that are coming through you and books and information, I wonder whether you have got a creative process or a ritual or does it just happen naturally or do you have a way how you almost like connect or reconnect to that wisdom? Yeah, I just, I just kind of let myself like my whole life is sort of seamlessly creative so I just like our, our house has got paintings all the way on the like the walls and we've got stuff everywhere going on all the time and it's just like I just let these things just be um I, I sort of let them be in the womb you know like I, I I purposely we designed this house very specifically once we realized we we're going to stay in this area mm -hmm. um we started to look, we were living in sort of Byron, which is more of a tourist and quite a busy area, and it was driving me a bit crazy. So we, we wanted to move away from the from the craziness, um, but we still wanted to stay in this area. So once we decided that we were going to, we started to look for somewhere to live, and then we found this amazing block of land, and we look out on this sacred mountain, um, which was called the Martyrs Hospital by the Indigenous people, but it's 
I was given the message it's like the seventh stargate for me so um seven significant for me so I was like really drawn to it and we couldn't find anywhere else to live we were really sort of not finding anything that fitted and then we just were sort of like pulled and pushed over it's like look at this block of land you could do something with this and so that built that sort of put us on this journey of building this house so cut a long story short our house our whole house I designed in a way that I can live creatively so like my my whole life is creative so we literally have a little yoga shala off our bedroom we have everything every room is as simple as it can be only the size that we need for what we need to do in it and no extra distractions and no extra stuff and a small garden like we don't have a big block of land but a very well heavily plant we planted a lot of plants in our garden because of the climate they grow very quickly so because I work from home I have peace I have nature I have on the ridge just next to us literally across our road is is an old pilgrimage that was um the indigenous were walking here to another really big mountain range and ridge sort of literally off our you know across our road and so that's that's going to get open up in the future but there's these really big trees up there so what I've done now to stop myself from getting distracted because I used to get distracted by the ability to do a lot of things and Mm -hmm. to, to make a lot of things work and I decided the only way I'm really going to be able to work from my heart and not from my mind is to actually live in a very gentle peaceful way that really really suits my energy and who I am so that my creative processes can be nourished and I'm not um I'm not getting distracted or I'm not I'm not wanting to sort of get away and I actually can have lots of time to sit and feel okay about doing nothing in that we haven't made our lives complicated so I'm always thinking oh I need to do this and I need to do that like to live as simply as possible so that I'm not burning myself out by worrying and creating other things so as simple and as gentle and as sustainable as possible you know like we've got solar and a big water tank and we live near the farmers market like these things to me have taken nearly my whole life to actually realize that if I didn't do that I wasn't going to be very useful to anybody that my nervous system wasn't going to cope with um like I get fried in cities like I just find it way too sad in a lot of ways and so that's how I keep myself creative that's how I can that's how I have energy because I give myself a lot of space I give myself a lot of time I give myself all the things that I love I get up every morning early and um and I drive and I get a brush and I don't dry brush like um in any other way but to connect my to keep to sort of soothe my nervous system so I'm actually Mm brushing myself because my skin you know your skin is the closest thing that you have to your nervous system so I'm actually touching gently and stroking my whole nervous system to make sure I stay calm and then I massage myself with oil and then I have a shower then I practice I do a good yoga practice with my partner we practice yoga together which means a huge amount to me that we can practice together Mm. and then um and then I take the dog for a really long walk and I do a lot of thinking, a lot of contemplating when I'm walking the dog, plus also just loving. I love nature, so anywhere I can be around big trees. And then when I've done, when I'm doing those kind of things, the inspiration just pours through. Like mm. There's no there's no distractions, there's no aversions, there's no jolting. It's just smooth for me. And then, the, then the creative then the creativity is just flowing and so eat simple live simple don't need a lot um don't take on a lot don't have a lot of I don't have a lot of contact with a lot of people like I just really my nervous system doesn't cope with it I'm not built that way and I used to make myself do that and I got really sick I got quite ill um and I found it really really challenging and I always felt very inadequate and I realized that if I didn't do something to, you know, change my life and nourish myself, I wasn't going to be able to nourish anyone else. So I guess I practice self-love and I think that's for me in my own way and that's what enables me to offer the best of what I can um, and make sure that there's no fear in what I'm doing. So. 
Thank you so much, Akal, for sharing all of this. I, I feel like I'm falling in love with your work all over again <laughs> after this interview. Thank you. This has been truly beautiful, and and thank you for sharing your creative process. You know what you do every single day that I feel will be very inspirational to women listening to this episode as well. How it is actually so important to make that time for yourself and make that time for your nervous system and really reconnect with your body and and your in in a flow. And each to their own, you know, like it's everyone's got such a unique chemistry. So yeah, it's it's only only the individual can work out that puzzle. Only the individual knows what's right for them, and it's it's about not listening to the overculture and actually just not not sort of trying to replicate anyone else's life, but just being um, being honest enough with yourself to just honor what you need. And it's it's it does take a lot of lifestyle changes. It really does, but it's it's not the end of the world. It actually is really good, particularly when your health improves and you, know, you can be your best self at least as much as as much as possible every day um, mm. you can be more more of more service to, to others when you put yourself first it's just so important absolutely mm. oh thank you so much this has been such an incredible episode i thank you to share for sharing your wisdom and and i would love to wrap up this interview by simply asking you where is it that people can find you how can people listeners of the inner glow podcast connect with you i know your website got recently updated is that right yeah yeah i went off i disappeared for a while but i'm back again i am (laughs) so i'm (laughs) I, I'm on Instagram and I tr- and I do converse with people on Instagram, which which is is fine by me. I try and sort of make myself available, and you can through my website, which is just a carlpridham.com, you can contact me and message me, ask me anything that you want. I do offer one-on-one um, sessions, which is not it's not coaching and it's not it's really just um, it's it's just sharing and listening and embracing the mystery of the indi- individual and sort of. Yeah. giving a platform for that a space for that really um and then um probably from may onwards we'll open up indigo house and start having people come through here i think i'm going to run some chocolate making classes and um quite a few people come up to this area that are visiting you know australia or are in australia because it's it's such a beautiful place so we get quite a few people coming through so i feel like i'm in a place now where i can sort of share that as well so that I guess if you want to know what I'm doing, then just subscribe to my newsletter. I don't send out a regular newsletter at this stage, but I will notify people if I'm doing something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, if I do some online classes. I'm just, at the moment, I'm just really um, trying to honour that whole thing of, of just giving myself space and time. So to go very slowly um, with with what I offer and what I do because there's so many people doing things as well you know there's so many so many different things that people can access there's definitely a lot of people helping each other so um yeah so it's been quite simply just for my website or on Instagram at the moment mm-hmm. perfect so I will put those links in the description box with this episode so people can connect with you and and yes if you are listening to this episode please let us know what your biggest takeaways been what you enjoy about this episode and feel free to tag myself and Akal on Instagram as well so thank you so much <laughs> thank you so much for having me and thank you for listening and yeah it's been such a privilege thank you I love sharing Um, my good fortune (laughs) (laughs) I really really do appreciate your wisdom your time and everything you shared with us so thank you thank you thank you so much for having me thank you Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please feel free to leave me a five-star iTunes review, follow my podcast on Spotify, share it on your Instagram stories, or recommend this podcast to your friends. 
If you would like to receive more free content on feminine empowerment, radiance and inner glow, then make sure you join my Facebook community called New Earth Women. It is filled with beautiful rituals, live trainings, emotional freedom, tapping sessions, meditations and more. The link is the description box. You can also follow me on Instagram at New Earth Woman. And if you are interested in working with me, then check out the description box for all the links. Thank you.